We have always existed, and we are still here. Telling the stories of those slung dead, we won't disappear. We're taking the pen back into our own hands. We live and we breathe and we keep creating, taking a stand. History is queerer than you think. Welcome to the Making Queer History podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Will. And today we are going to be talking about Sir Ewan Forbes. A very, very ordinary man. Exactly. So, first let's go and talk about the project really quick. Um, This is Making Queer History, as you probably heard from the introduction. Um, We have a website, www.makingqueerhistory.com. Basically what we do is we look at the past of the queer community and try to bring it into relevance for the future and make it as accessible as possible. So because we try to make it accessible, we have a Patreon. So instead of having to pay to get every article or have a paywall, we have everything out for free. And we ask you if you can to please pay us so that we can keep making it for free. Um, And we have no adverts or advertising, so we can just do this all on our own. So it's up to the audience entirely to fund us and stop me from being kicked out of my apartment. If you can't support us on Patreon, we also have a spot where you send us some one-time donations. Exactly. You can find the links of both of those on our website. We also have an email where you can message us just for your support because we understand, again, not everyone can pay which is why we don't force everyone to pay um but our email is queerhistorypatreon at gmail.com and then we also have an instagram a tumblr a facebook under and all a, of those making queer history and, and a twitter, twitter that we just got so i keep forgetting it but we just got a twitter and we sort of been killing it i haven't gotten twitter for a very very long time because i was scared of neo-nazis which is fair fair thing to be scared of so We hadn't got that, but we have one now. And so far, no neo-Nazi action. Only really great people. So be one of those really great people. Follow us on Twitter. Retweet our stuff. Message us. Talk to us. We don't have as many followers there as we have on other social medias. So, you know, I mean, like, if you want to actually talk to us, we'll probably see you through all the activity instead of, you know, the other ones. Well, actually, Instagram will probably still see you, but But either way. So interact with us on all these social media. We're really excited to hear from you. We say this every episode, but we really appreciate every single one of you guys. And yeah, we love hearing your thoughts, your ideas, your concerns, your comments. We love everything from you. We love when you participate in our art contest, in our giveaways. Ooh, in our art contest. I think this month's is over now. I don't think we have... Do we have another Friday in the month? Yes. Okay, no, it's not over. You have one more Friday to get in your art submissions for this contest. And it's a monthly contest. We look at all the stuff that you create. All you have to do is tag it on one of the social medias that you use with MQH. MQH art contest. Yep, that's the tag. That's the tag. Um, but tag all... And if you don't want to enter the art contest, that's totally fine. Um, just tag your work with... Queer Works Fridays. Queer Works Fridays. So that we can check out your work and look at the great stuff you've been creating. We've seen some amazing things. Some really cool Patreon projects. We've got to boost a couple people's fundraisers. So you know if you're in a tight jam, which most of us are at this point... Yeah. We can boost your little donation thing. And we have a pretty big following on most social medias. So... 
us boosting it will get us to a lot of people who maybe can help because we have a really, really incredible, generous audience. And we've had some really great writing and poems and collages. Lovely collages. But yeah, post your arts, post your selfies, post your things to those tags. Yes, we've got some great selfies. Also, I want it to be clear because like a couple of people have asked, this is for any type of art. It's not just like a visual art. You can also put a song in there or you reading a poem or a video. We had a great video recently. Um, and yeah, just pretty much anything that you could vaguely throw into the art category, throw into the art contest. What could it hurt? You could win money. And if you don't win, you still get shown to a really big audience. So Definitely. you get people to look at your stuff, which so, is exciting. And there's nothing to lose here. Nothing. So join our art contest. Speaking of our audience, though, we need a name for you guys. Yes, we do, because I keep calling you our audience, and it seems weird and uncomfortable for me. So we were we were talking about this in the last episode. If you haven't listened to it yet, go back and listen to it. Yep. Uh, but we were considering maybe Laura had the great suggestion of just calling y'all those queers, which might <laughs> not be the best idea for her reasons. But yeah, send us in your suggestions. What do you want to be your name? What do you want to be called? And yeah, we're excited to hear your opinions on that. And we'll listen. And then maybe if like there's a whole bunch of suggestions, we'll read them out to you. Who knows? We maybe, will we'll make, maybe we'll make a poll. I personally liked Queer Storians. I think that was pretty strong. Yeah. But people might not agree with me. All right. If you want to be called Queer Historians. I feel like not everyone who follows us is Queer Historians. The no. whole point is that like... You don't need to have any, like, academic background to well, it's, enjoy it. It's, it's not queer historian. It's queer historians. Oh, queer historians. Yeah. I did not realize that. That's a lot better. Thank I you. I love it. I feel, I felt like it was artistic enough to give, be given a pass. Like, to yes. be good. But yeah, let us know what you think. Do you want to be queer historian? Who knows? We also had an idea thrown out of calling you guys the Violets Incarnations. Yeah, that's also a good suggestion. Because, you know, as you know, or if you don't know, that's okay. Um, Violets were referenced, well, purple flowers specifically, were referenced specifically by Sappho in talking about loving women, which is super sweet. So it's sort of become a symbol of women loving women communities. And And Carnations were used as a symbol in Oscar Oscar Wilde's work to show that a character was queer. So look at that. You can have one for the queers and the other queers. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, I I really like it. I really enjoyed those terms. But yeah, let us know what you think if you have any other ideas that we haven't thought of. Also, if there's any flower that's associated with non-binary people, please tell us. I've sort of looked for one, but no one's ever shown me one. But if anyone knows of one, I want to do that because it could be carnations blank and violets so it'd be like a like a inclusive gender spectrum of beautiful flowers i love that an arch of gorgeous beautiful gay flowers that's incredible so there is that there's also another announcement um i'm taking a break for a month you probably heard this last episode but if you didn't i'm taking a break or if you've heard it on social media that's totally fine i'll be gone for a month i won't be writing articles but there will be articles while i'm gone we've gotten some amazing guest authors so really keep an eye out on the project we're also might get our editor dean working on an article because dean has some really great writing and has some cool stuff that they're looking at 
And I might even do an article. Who knows? Who knows? It's all exciting. So you definitely need to check it out. But I'm going to be taking a break. I'll be taking a pay decrease just to, you know, be able to pay for all the guest offers that we need for me to rest. But I'll also be doing all the behind the scene work that I usually do, plus some new responsibilities so that I can make this project continually more sustainable and better for you guys. Yay. If you hear noises in the background, that's our new cat. She is terrible and we love her. She's a, yeah, she's, yeah, she's the worst cat. Her name is Honey and I'm trying to ignore the sound she's making and pretend like everything's fine. Everything is perfect. We do not have a cat. We are a professional podcast who plays in a recording studio, not just the kitchen table. Not, not the kitchen table, we promise. Yeah. With our cats. Yeah. And whenever <laughs> we touch our elbows to the table, it makes a noise that I have to edit out later in post. So if you hear weird noises, it's probably our elbows touching a table or evil cat. Yeah, either or. We apologize for that, but we hope you can still enjoy the sound of our voices. Hopefully. And if you listen to the last episode, um, you will definitely have heard my voice because I sang. And so. it was beautiful. Also, we have a possible news section of the podcast. We'll introduce it because yeah, you created it. I created it. It's the one thing I've... No, I've contributed many things. Thank you. Sketch that. Uh, but yeah, we tried it out in the last episode. You should definitely go check that out. But I want to do a third segment where we, after talking about the theme or the topic of the episode, we add in like, and I don't know what to call it yet, but like a queer project or a queer concept or art or something that is relevant to us. Yeah. So whether that is something that we've been watching or listening to lately or... Something that you guys send in and think is relevant and want us to check out. One of your guys' projects or anything at all. We, I want to hear your ideas here and I'm going to make up a name for it at some point. Or you could send in a name because we're bad at naming things. And until you send in a name, I'm going to be singing the intro to it. So that is your punishment. Send in suggestions. That is also your punishment, Will, for not coming up with a name. I, I I will happily live with that. See, this is what happens when you do a podcast with your fiancé. Yep. It's gay. It's just going to be gay all the it's time. It's just going to be gay all the time. So okay, we so apologize sorry. for that. So for this segment last episode, we talked about One Day at a Time that I've just been started, one that I just started time. watching. So you can go back, listen to our little discussion on One Day at a Time and get excited for what we're going to talk about at the end of this episode. And this time I get to suggest something, which means yes. it's going to be a competition soon because I'm competitive and I want to win. All right, so let's now stop talking about other things and talk about the queer history for you guys. Um, so let's, let's look at Sir Ewan Forbes. Will, this is just, one of your favorites. So. I love him so much. He's such a like incredible, incredible, normal guy. Just like, a normal dude. Just, just the, just a dude, the dude, most dude. basic dude that... Did all weird things. Like, he, he knew a lot of things. And he had a lot of knowledge. And he did a lot of things in his life. But he's not really remembered for much. Just a guy being a guy. Exactly. Okay, so Sir Ewan Forbes was a the child, the son of a baron. He was born in 1912. And I'm trying to figure out where to start. I have a long, long list of notes here. So I'm just trying to, like, find my starting point. Because I didn't really plan it out. Well, from a young age... He liked to dress in traditionally masculine clothes, even though he was assigned the gender of female at birth. 
that was true. It was actually pr- sort of proven later that he was probably intersex. Yes, so still part of the queer community. Yeah, definitely. And there was just one event in his life about his, I- I'm going to call it like a social transitioning mm-hmm. from female to male. Mm-hmm. And there was only one case surrounding that. Everyone else was pretty much really accepting of it. Yeah. As far as we know, at least. But there's one recorded incident that we're going to get to later. But yeah, so this guy, he was born in 1912. And throughout his entire childhood, he was socially assigned the gender of female, but he didn't want to. <laughs> he, and he, like, stayed at home most of the time, so it was cool. Yeah. Like, they were just like, all right, I guess you don't have to really dress up for anything, so... Yeah, he was only seen dressing up in, like, traditionally female garments uh, when he went to, like, be shown off to court, royal court or whatever. Yeah. And he, and only on big occasions was he, like, seen to be all dressed up and all made up. And he, otherwise, he just walked around traditionally male clothing and did weird things like skiing and figure skating and won bobsled races. Okay, how is that weird? (laughs) I don't know. If Jamaicans can bobsled, so can Scottish people. You're right, you're right. But I thought it was a fun, like, little fun fact. It is a fun fact. That he just, like, did skiing and figure skating and bobsled races. Also, he was Scottish. Oh, yeah. We forgot to mention that. He was Scottish. His his father was the 18th Lord Semple of this baronessy. Oh, they had a baronessy and and a barony of Nova Scotia. Cool. Yeah. So fun fact about that. I didn't actually know that. And... So Nova Scotia, anyone here who's listening from Nova Scotia, my Canadian family, I love you. This one's dedicated to you and Scottish people too. And Scottish, Scottish people, people yeah. you get to you get both to identify with them. Everyone does, but you two especially. <laughs> but yes, after Ewan refused to go to an all-girls school and instead just wanted to hang out at home, wear ma- men's clothing... Traditionally signed male clothing at the time, at the period. Because right. men's clothing doesn't exist. Sorry. That's true. Gen- clothing is not gender, my bad. Especially considering how many different things have been gendered throughout time. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry. I'm just it's cool. not going to go on around about that. And sorry. yeah, so after a little while, he went to study abroad. He studied in Dresden, in Paris, in Munich. He studied the harp. And he was also... Like a, you do. Like you do. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. Uh, he studied the harp in Paris. Mm-hmm. And he also went on to become a very accomplished public reciter. Yeah. And he won prizes for this, I believe. Yeah. Which is cool. So he, like, he did... I, I'm sorry. I just, like, like to list off his accomplishments. This. He, like, studied the harp. He went. He did skiing and figure skating and bobsleds. And he also went on to... to to start a dancing group called Dancers of Dawn. He that was did. Uh, just Scottish contra dancing. Exactly. And, you know, like, all the stuff he was able to do because he was super privileged because he was in a baronet's son. So, like... Yeah, very privileged. Very privileged. But at the same time, still pretty cool stuff to know how to do. But, yeah. And so his father died in 1952. The barony passed... The barony and the baronet... Baronetty. Sorry, I'm still, like working these four terms out. Barony and the Baronetsy pass to Ewan's older Sorry. brother. Pause. The Baronetsy. Consider the Baron Etsy. <laughs> Just Barons being Barons. Knitting some shit. Selling it. On Etsy. On Etsy. This is As what you're you here for. The puns. As the Baronetsy. Yeah. The Baronetsy. The, the puns that do not fit in the context of what we're talking about Not at, at all. all. But... Consider the Baronetsy. All right. Cool. Thank you. 
If you are a baron, please, or have a baronetcy, please open an Etsy. Open up an Etsy shop and call it that. Do that for me. That's really funny. That's 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 hilarious. hilarious. Please do that. Please do that for us because and and link us to it, please, Mm -hmm. so we can look at it and maybe possibly buy stuff on it and then mention it in our queer media of a thing or something, whatever we're gonna call that. Continue. Sorry for interrupting you with the most amazing pun you've ever heard. I thought it was great. Uh, so yeah, so the the title passed to Ewan's older brother, but Ewan, but his older brother, William, was sort of like a, didn't really care much about doing things apparently, so Ewan got Relatable. most, <laughs> Ewan got most of the management responsibilities, and when he got that, he, he just started walking around in kilts, and also adapted to a broad Doric accent. So that happened. And then he went to Aberdeen University and he funded his own studies. He became a doctor. Nice. Yeah. It was interesting though because his dad was very... Yeah, before Ewan's father died, he was very against Ewan going to medical school. But Ewan just said, no, you know what? You know what? I'm going to fund this myself. And then he raised like thousand something of money. And then he went to, to medical school and then he became a practicing doctor. And he was really excited. And this is when he started presenting and acting and behaving as like a traditionally, what's traditional societally thought of as male. Mm-hmm. And then later on, a few years later, he changed his gender or he went about to change. Mm-hmm. Pause. You forgot to mention a very important part. His yeah. wife. His wife. But he's, he marries he marries his but wife. But he meets her in college. That's true. And they join, they're on the same dancing crew, which is just That's adorable. True. That's true. They, they started the dancing crew together. They started a dancing crew together. Why have you not started a dancing crew with me? Because I can't dance? Because I think that's discrimination. <laughs> you can definitely dance. It's because I can't dance. You took dancing classes. I did. Doesn't mean I can dance. I've seen you dance. It's very awkward. It's good. See, this is also what you're here for. For me assuring my lovely fiance that they, that they can dance. And basically remaking that one scene in a high school musical that we all love. I can't dance. I know you can. Not a chance. No. <laughs> If I can do this, then you can do that. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. So our relationship's a failure because it's not as cute as theirs. Continue. I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Once we make a dance troupe, then I'll understand how sorry you are. Then then this whole big, yeah. This also, will be the perfect um, relationship. send us an email to join our dance troupe. troupe <laughs> we're, we're starting, starting a dance troupe now. We, yeah. we can all meet up in our apartment here. Did I tell you that I actually learned Highland dancing when I was a kid? You did not. Okay, so I they tried to teach me Highland dancing when I was a kid. By saying, like, I learned Highland dancing when I was a kid is a very large <laughs> overestimation. What happened was they tried to teach me Highland dancing <laughs> when I was a kid. And it did not work. And I remember exactly why. My entire family remembers exactly why. Because mm-hmm. one day, we were doing the Highland dancing. And one day, my teacher was like, all right, we need to do this pose. And they're talking to little kids. So they sort of like, they were like, okay, everyone pretend to be trees. <laughs> And I did not like this. I was like, I am not a tree. I am a human. There's a reason I'm not a tree, because I'm not stupid. (laughs) Trees are ridiculous. I am not a tree. I will not pretend to be a tree, and I refuse to do this. And then I quit Highland Dancing. So... Have we talked about this before? Did we talk about this before we started dating, and I sent you a picture of me doing a tree pose? No, that... The tree pose... Trees play a large role in my life. (laughs) I'm gonna say that much. 
Um, no, that was when you said you wanted to be an actor, but you were too scared to ever go into it. And I said that I wanted to be a screenwriter, but I was too scared to ever go into it. But I was like, if I ever actually become a screenwriter, I'll put you as something in all of my movies. It'll be like that Johnny Depp. And Johnny Depp's so crappy now. It was garbage. It was good at the time when I said it, but it's not good anymore. How about this? Helena Bottom Carter. You'll be like Helena Bottom Carter to my Tim Burton. And I'll put you in every movie, even if I have to put you as a tree. And Willow's like, I would make a very dashing tree. And I'm like, I'm sure you would. And then later they sh- sent me a picture of them as a da- dance- dancing dashing tree. tree. Dancing tree. <laughs> if it was a dancing tree, then we'd have to, I'd have a flashback. <laughs> it would be. There would be a lot. There'd be a lot. If someone does do a movie rendition of our love story, please put in the flashback as soon as I see Will be a dashing tree. All right. We have that settled. Cool. Anyways, back to the thing we're supposed to be talking about. So yeah, right after Ewan Forbes started practicing as a doctor, this is when Sir Ewan Forbes socially transitioned, if I can put it like that. And he, um, a few years later, went on to change or try to change his gender in in like the official documents. And he did this by just going to the sheriff of Aberdeen uh, for a birth re-registration. And the sheriff was like, cool. And then he also went to. The Press and Journal in Aberdeen, the local newspaper, and put in a little, little notice that said, Hey, I'll be using the the, the name Ewan, and everyone was very accepting of it. And they basically were, he basically just was like, yeah, I'll be using the name Ewan, and there was a mistake uh, when I was born, so don't even worry about it. Yeah, and... And no one did. No one worried about it. Yeah, he also had talked a lot to a lot of his patients about this before posting the notes in the newspaper, and all of his patients were very supportive. Mm-hmm. Like, no one had anything against it, no one was like, okay, we understand. And I believe, I believe Sir Yoon used the reason that he had been... Yeah, there's a quote for him in one of his books that says, I was carelessly registered as a girl. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so he backed up. His, his social transition with this fact that he had been um, mistakenly yeah mistakenly taken for a girl or yeah when he was born which could suggest that you know just trans which cool but it could also just suggest that he was intersex yeah. because you know there could have been some genital variants there that made things hard to tell which happens a lot but we don't really know and I don't think there's a way for us to know yet. Not really. And yeah. And I don't think it's maybe our business. Probably not. I don't, I, I think that's a thing that's okay not to know. Yep. And yeah, then week, weeks later after having told that he, that his new name was Ewan, he also made a little notice in the newspaper that he was marrying his housekeeper and also the person that he funded this dance group with, uh, Isabella Mitchell. Pretty solid start to a life. Yeah. And a little later on, in uh, more than a little later on, in 1965, his brother died. And since his brother only had daughters, and the baronetcy could only pass down in male lines, the baronetcy was therefore passed on to Ewan, whereas the barony was passed on to the daughter, and that was all that happened with that. However, Sir Ewan Forbes's cousin, uh, a guy named John Forbes Semple, but he argued the fact that the baronetcy could pass down to Ewan, and his argument was more or less that... Couldn't pass down to Ewan. He said could. Oh, sorry, yeah. His argument was that he couldn't pass on the baronetcy to Ewan for the reason that he was not a boy. 
Yeah, and that the birth rate registration wasn't valid. And so they took this to the Scottish Court of Session and they had 12 medical experts brought in who were looking at the case and seeing whether or not there was a valid reason for Ewan Forbes to have been re-registered as male. And what they did find was that there seemed to be, because this part is very unclear. Again, we spoke about his privilege earlier, but because of his family name, no one really put this in the papers. They wanted to keep it quiet. No one wanted it to be public. So it was very quiet. They didn't want to bring like shame on the family, whichever way it turned out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they just kept it quiet. No one really talked about this. We only found out about it pretty recently, like publicly. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, so in the end, they they ruled in Sir Ewan Forbes's favor. Mm-hmm. And while John was upset about this and brought it to like the next level, he talked to a Lord Advocate who brought it to the Home Secretary, where they kept the role of Baronet. These are all words that I like found online. I don't actually know the full meaning behind them, okay. but I'm assuming the role of Baronet is just an official list of mm-hmm. all the baronetcies. Yeah, and who has the titles. And after about three years in 1968, Ewan Forbes was officially entered in as the 11th Baronet. 11th Baronet of Craigivar. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Well, we'll find out when someone complains or if someone doesn't. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, all of that's most of what has happened in his life. That's like the most eventful things. And then after that, he moved on to focus on farming and running his estate. He retired from medicine and then he lived a happy life with his wife. And he wrote two books, The All Days and The Dancers of Dawn. And then he died in 1993. Yeah. It is it is quoted by his one of his kids, I believe, that Lady Forbes Semple uh, took care of him until like his last days and was very protective of him. And I think that's sweet. That is really, really sweet. And yeah, his wife died in 2002. And yeah, he had a very quiet, lovely life. And I think it's really important to talk about people like him because history can become really just a talk about great men, which, you know, I understand why great men are remembered. Great men have things written down about them. But the problem with that is, especially in queer history, is that when you look to history, you want sort of the idea that you could be remembered without having to be the most incredible person on earth. And especially Mm -hmm. being queer, sometimes we get it in our heads that to be queer and to exist as a queer human being on this planet, we have to be exceptional. But it's okay not to be. There shouldn't be a punishment for queer people not being the most incredible people on earth. I think queer people are incredible just by existing, but that doesn't mean that all queer people have to be intense revolutionaries or incredible actresses or actors or artists. Sometimes they can just be a Scottish trans man who was a doctor and loved his wife and settled down and had a small life where he was happy. And it's also good to remind ourselves that even in times where you wouldn't traditionally think, you wouldn't think uh, Scotland in the 1930s was super accepting of trans man but in small pockets there were time and we like to think of time as a linear thing as growth is just progressive and linear and there's no peaks and valleys but it's not there are moments where it gets so much acceptance and so much love and i think that sir ewan forbes really displays one of those moments beautifully he had acceptance and love and the people who surrounded him didn't question who he was because he knew who he was and they knew he, who he was, and that was all that was needed. There was a problem 
and he got sold. He was very small, there were no incidents of violence throughout his life, not really, uh, that we know of, and he just got to have a happily ever after without having to be the best person in the universe. Not saying he was bad at all, just saying that he was not like some of the other people we talked about here. I mean, we talked about Josephine Baker, one of the most incredible dancers of all time, and he wasn't bad. He was a dancer, sure, but not really, he wasn't remembered for being a dancer. He wasn't really remembered too much at all. And that's okay. Sometimes queer people need to look and see a quiet life for their future. Because for me, I want a loud life. I want to look at people like Miriam or Bricktop or Josephine Baker or who else can I think of? Oh, Christina. I love Christina. All these really incredible, exceptional people because I want to be incredible and exceptional. But that's not every queer person. There's not just one queer narrative to tell. We're not just a group of exceptional people. We're a group of family men. People who have small lives. We're a group of doctors, we're a group of dancers, we're a group of hard workers, we're a group of people who love their wives, we're a group of absolutely beautiful, diverse stories that we sometimes forget how widely diverse it is. This is why I love Unifor. This is why we love Unifor. And because he's He's this unremarkable, exceptional man. He's a reminder. Our narrative is not written to only be revolutionary. We can find ourselves in rural communities in the 1930s and make a home of that. Isn't that an absolutely incredible thing? A Scottish trans man made a home in the 1930s. And he lived happily. He lived happily and everyone just sort of accepted him. And I think that's really an incredible thing, I guess. And it's a narrative that I don't get to tell as often as I'd like. Because, you know, again, people who lived unexceptional lives get forgotten. And that's okay. Because not everyone wants to be remembered. I mean, everyone wants to be remembered by their family. But not everyone wants to be written in the history book. This man will be. Just to remind everyone else after him that they don't have to. I think that's a good place to I think that's a good place to end. Also, I have stopped the podcast like nine times to be like, I'm so tired. So I think we need to end now. We do. We need to do one more thing though. One more thing. One more thing. You have to do Where the singing answer. Intro. We talk about a queer project or art or something that is relevant to now. All right. Guess what I'm talking about? Because it's my suggestion this time and I'm going to defeat Wills. I'm talking about Black Lightning. I mean, come on, guys. That's a great show. I'll admit I'm a little bit behind right now, but I've really been enjoying it. There's a lovely lesbian character in it. Um, no spoilers, but it's great and amazing. And it's really just a great crew representation in there. Also, I'm really enjoying all the other aspects of the show. The narrative is really plot driven, which usually isn't something I like engaging with, but the characters are really strong, so I'm, I'm having a fun time. Um, I do want to trigger warn it though. Anyone who has problems with police brutality or a lot of violence, I would avoid this. Just like or just have it in mind, because like sometimes trigger warnings doesn't mean you're gonna avoid something, just that you need to know before you go into it. So there's police brutality right in the beginning of it. Um, I got surprised by it, even though that's not personally my trigger. Um, I got surprised by it, and I think a lot of people who do have that as a trigger would be very shocked by how quickly they get into it. So police brutality is definitely something to, you know, know your limits on that. If you want to see it, definitely do. It's really, really worth a watch. 
Um, this show, I feel like a suggested audience. Let me think. Comic book fans, definitely. Mm-hmm. And comic book fans, in my opinion, have been getting some really great movies lately. And some really great TV shows lately. So Black Lightning, we just watched Black Panther. Black it Panther was, a, was so good. It was so good. We went on a triple date. With all the queer couples. All queer couples. It was We watched beautiful. Black Panther. I loved that movie. I know we're supposed to be suggesting Black Lightning, which is also amazing. Beautiful movie. But Black Panther was so good. Like, legitimately, every single moment, I was just feeling it. Mm-hmm. Also, the colors were gorgeous, which was really nice because every single Marvel movie, it feels like, and I stopped watching Marvel movies right before uh, Captain America Winter Soldier came out because I don't care about Captain America. Fight me about it. Um, And it, I just got so bored of the blue and gray. Just like this, the blue and this gray. Movie, this movie had gorgeous colors. Everything so rich. Everything everyone has been saying. All the hype that's been built up. It's true. Worth it. Yeah. A hundred percent worthy of it. Go back to talking about Black Lightning, though. Black which Lightning, which is our queer recommendation. Our queer recommendation, because I don't think there are any canonically queer people in Black Panther. I don't think so either. That's okay, though. Not everything has to be for us. So, Black Lightning, really, really incredible. You should definitely watch it. Definitely check it out. It has multiple queer characters. Uh, a couple of them are racialized bodies, and yeah, they're just all really incredible. And it's a really good watch and it's really worth your time and yeah i think i feel like comic book fans have been getting a little spoiled lately which is perfect you've been getting great movies um you had uh thor rangork or whatever i haven't watched it yet ragnarok ragnarok whatever (laughs) i have not watched it name so really word yeah what's i mean uh, it's the end of the world. Nice. Worry. Okay, that a lot more extreme than I thought. All I know is Jeff Goldblum's in it, oh, and I'm, it looks great. I'm not sure if it counts as a Norwegian word. Word is like a Norse terminology for the end of the world. Okay, fair enough. Um, so those are two great films that have come out recently. Is there any other comic book movies? I don't know. I stopped paying attention. There's the new Spider-Man movie. The new Spider-Man movie was super good. Apparently, I haven't watched that either. Again, I stopped watching right before the really what's it. Um, Winter Soldier. And I'm offending everyone <laughs> yes, right you now. Are. I'm offending everyone who loves Steve. But, um, I don't care. And I don't find him interesting. Everyone, go watch Black Lightning. This project is firmly Team Tony. And if you're not, <laughs> you need to. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I'm also not. I'm not. I love it. Though, if you do want representation, you do have Dean in this project, who is Team Steve. Which I don't... Dean is a very smart person, so I'm not sure what's going on there. (laughs) I'm I'm really tired, so I'm probably being really mean. I'm not sure which team I am. Thing? I don't know. I don't care about any of the characters except Tony and T'Challa now. That's That's real. That's real. That's real. Those are my only two characters. What's T'Challa's sister's name? Because that's the team I am. Shuri! I'm team Shuri. Shuri. I'm sorry. I take everything back. I care about Shuri. I'm team Shuri more than anything. That character was amazing. I love smart characters. And when the smart character isn't Tony, it's so nice. I do love Tony. I do. I do. But it gets one note after a while. And Shuri was just so much fun to watch. So this has been your local queers discussion of comic book movies and series. Go watch Black Lightning. Also watch Black Panther, but Black Lightning. Queer representation. Incredible. 
Watch Black Lightning on Netflix, watch Black Panther in theaters. You have a beautiful experience. It's better than most of the comic book things I've seen in a long time. And email us your really angry things about how I should like Steve. Also, email us your suggestions of names. We need a name for our audience, you guys. We need a name for you guys. We need a name for our third segment of the podcast, which is what we were just in. Yeah. Where we talk about- I'm probably gonna have to edit out almost everything where I call Steve stupid, aren't I? Probably, yes. Because we have a lot of audience from Tumblr, and they were yes. actually going to leave if I say that many mean things you, you might, You might have to edit it out, yeah. Do you know what? I think they can live with it. I might be nicer on editing day, because right now, again, I'm super tired. I'm really mean right now. Um, But I might be nicer on editing day and just delete this. So if you're hearing this, I was not nicer on editing day, and I did not delete this. And I'm sorry, people who are really, really invested in this. I want you to know truly that I am not invested and I do not care outside of the fact that Steve is wrong. And how could you, what American crap <laughs> makes you want to believe that like you could just, you want an American to just like the rest of the world because he's just like, he had, he got a little shot. He got a little shot. I got a shot once too. That doesn't mean <laughs> I have the authority. <laughs> All these different countries. No one has the authority to meddle in different countries. That's why we don't have a stupid thing like that. Like the closest we have is Interpol. And even then they have so many regulations on them. Why would someone with superpowers not have regulations on them? Why is that a good idea? That's terrible. They can kill people. And they have killed people. Did you see New York? <laughs> so sorry. I think, think we're going to wrap this up. And bring, I'm so mad. And bring Laura to bed. I'm so tired. I'm they so can sorry, sleep. everyone. I I do apologize, everyone. Um, I am right. Yeah, you are. You are. You're right. But I'm right. But we're I'm also gonna go to bed. I'm also gonna go to bed. Um, so <laughs> just a reminder that your fave is garbage, and your opinions about civil war is wrong. Thank you all so much for listening to this. Send us your thoughts. Send us. An email, a Facebook message, comment on the podcast, anything at all. We're again, we're available on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Tumblr. Also become a Patreon. Also become a Patreon. Or if you're Team Tony, become a Patreon. <laughs> if you're Team Steve, become a patron for double the amount. I'm blocking you. <laughs> All social media, Laura, which is the opposite of what our followers should do. Exactly. So yeah, no, seriously though, if you are team Steve, that's totally fine. No judgment. I actually understand that like we all have different opinions on this and it's literally just a comic book thing. So I don't actually care, but you do have to become a double patron. (laughs) Check out our website, www.makingqueerhistory.com. You'll find links to all of our social media. And our shop and our Patreon right there. You can send and us- all our articles and all our articles in and case all you our podcasts or stuff. And you'll also find a list of who we are and the guest authors and a lot of info. There's a lot of info going on on our website right now. So check out all the tabs. Read all you can about us because we're cool, I guess. And yeah, so thank you for listening and let us know what you think. And remember, history is queerer than you think. We have always existed, and we are still here. Telling the stories of those slumbered, we won't disappear. We're taking the pen back into our own hands. We live and we breathe and we keep creating. Tales.
history is queerer than you think. Yes, we will continue. Yes, we will improve. Making history is just what we do. Yes, we will keep growing. Yes, we'll never stop. Every step we're taking is history. We hold our own future, we learn from the past. They've tried to remove our legacy, but we are built to last. So listen to the stories, cause they'll help us grow. From Sappho to Frida Kahlo, there's always more to know. History is queerer than you think. Yes. Yes, we will improve Making history is just what we do Yes, we will keep growing Yes, we'll never stop Every step we're taking is history in the making Yesterday, today, tomorrow